0: Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life, and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. Today, we are talking about worldly things worldly things. Right? Those interesting worldly things. I am covering this because I encounter lots of folks that are conflicted, for lack of a better word, in their decision making. Well, I feel like doing this, but I don't know if that's the right thing, or I have some confusion about what to do, I can't really discern what is of the highest good in this situation, what I should do, what I have to do. I don't want to, you know rock the boat here right i don't want to upset this person here and we can get really twisted real fast and a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways that's the wisdom from the word right so we're gonna cover this today but i'm coming from it i'm coming from a place of non-judgment right you are the creator of your world and you get to decide how you're going to show up in it, and how you're going to operate, and who you're going to become, and how you're going to steward your influence, right? That, at the end of the day, is up to you. However, I am on a mission to give you perspective and encouragement that you do have guidance, right? That you can't control other people or other circumstances, but we do, as people, have the power to make up our own minds and decide who we'll be who we're gonna become and what we're gonna do no matter how anybody else shows up or no matter what happens. We actually can exercise that power, okay? We can rule our spirit. So I wanna give you context today on how you can make up your own mind about this because when we get clarity, what actually happens is that clarity creates confidence for us. When we're aligned, there's nothing like it, right? And from that place of confident alignment, then congruence will happen. Where things, it's inevitable, they will come together for the highest good, okay? So I'm gonna give some context on this. Are you ready? Are you ready? All right. As an experiment, what might be fun for you, (laughs) if you're up for it, is actually Googling worldly things, worldly things, and, and see the scriptures that come up. So maybe put worldly things, scriptures, and look at all of the different scriptures that come up because God is clear in his word about our position, about how we interpret, about how we relate with worldly things. Okay? But if we're not in the word on our own, then we don't we don't know these things, okay? And we we don't always handle opportunities well when we're presented with them, okay? So, one of the ones that's super clear is 1 John 2:15 to 17. It says this: Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride in possessions is not from the father, but is from the world. And the enemy is the one that is the ruler of the world. Okay. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Okay. So this is deep, (laughs) right? But essentially for a believer, for an ambassador of Christ, There is a call to represent or represent God in the world, okay? To be his hands and feet in the world, all right? So we're in the world, but we're not of it. We're from a different kingdom. When we get affected by the world or start operating like the world does, that also shifts or changes or muddies our influence, okay? Colossians 3, 2 says, Set your mind on things that are above, not on the things of the earth. So this is helping us again with our position and our focus. What we focus on grows more in our life. So if we keep focusing on all the things of the world, on all our ambitions, on all our desires, on all that we want, on all of our goals, on all of our dreams, on all of that, and not what's above, right? There can be confusion then. Okay? James 4, 4 says... You adulterous people, (laughs) it's one way to address people, right? Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Okay, so this is making me think of another verse that says the heart is deceitful, right? Maybe maybe you've had this experience, but sometimes we desire or we want things that are actually not good for us, right? And a lot of times God protects us out of his grace and his mercy. However, ultimately we have free will and we get to choose what we give airtime to, what we focus on, what we prioritize, what we idolize, what we glorify, what we worship, what we invest in, what we spend our time doing. We decide that. Right. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to the world, meaning do not, you know, adopt the patterning of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Inevitably, if you're not actively renewing your mind with the word of God, then you can fall into patterns of the world. Right. So it says this, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable and perfect by testing. So we will be tested, right? You don't know what you actually believe or what you're about until you have an opportunity to prove it, (laughs) right? So this is all fun and games until the real action happens, okay? And then lastly... Matthew sixteen twenty six says this, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? Okay. So when you think about this, a, an interesting scenario that you could even use to get to the bottom of this for you about where your motive is, where your intent is, because man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And you can ask yourself this question, to see where you're at, okay? Hypothetically speaking, it's the end of your life, <laughs> many, many years from now, and you don't get to take anything with you. Whatever, whatever you've created, whatever books you've written, whatever films you've produced, whatever accolades that you have, whatever homes, whatever cars, whatever resources that you've accumulated, you don't get to take any of that with you, all right? But you get to leave three words of wisdom Three pieces of advice to people, what would those be? Okay, answering those questions, you don't have to do it right now, but I encourage you to do it. Answering those questions helps you get to the bottom of your motives or your intention or what drives you. Sometimes we don't know, we just operate subconsciously, but when we get clear, then it helps us again to show up intentionally and to also then discern or decide between options when they're presented. When we're tested, if we don't know what we're about or what we stand for, we can fall into the temptation or fail the test right? and have to circle the mountain again. So it's really important for you, you don't have to agree with me, but for you to know what you're about and what you stand for and who you're becoming because that is something that you choose. Okay there's a quote that says that that people are going to change no matter what, but not everyone grows, <laughs> right? So you might age, you might get older, your appearance might change, but you might not mature and grow and evolve. But that's a choice that we have, okay? Now, to build on this, Ecclesiastes makes it uber plain <laughs> about the things that we tend to pursue or chase or force or push or go after right a lot of that being driven by our ego rather than the spirit right when we are spirit led we won't perform or live according to the lust of the flesh but if we're dominated by our carnal nature rather than the spirit of god that's what we give into that's what we let run our lives so think about that but essentially what ecclesiastes 1 If you just read that chapter, I won't do the whole one for you because it's a long one. But if you just read that chapter, it talks about how all is vanity, okay? And it's really highlighting how to be in the world, but not of it. How to have healthy engagement with the world versus unhealthy attachment to things and control of things, okay? So that is one that I would recommend taking a look at. Another one that is powerful that I just want to bring together here and this really talks about okay well if I don't want to conform to the world or if I don't really know how to attach or engage in a healthy way or you know how to really just run my life like how am I supposed to do that? Matthew 11 20 to 30 in the message version Again, super powerful. I'm just going to re- read the last section, which is 28 through 30. It says this. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Powerful. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Can I get an amen? Right? When I work with a lot of folks, there's a sense of, Being stressed, being overwhelmed, being tired, being busy, having so many things to do, having so many things to juggle, having so many things to focus on. I don't have time. I can't figure this out. What's happening? I can't slow down, right? And that is tiring just to listen to and hold space for, right? But when you hear this verse, are you tired, worn out, burnt out? Come to me, right? Like, what are you supposed to do? Come to me. (laughs) This is come to God, right? Get away with God and you'll recover your life. And what is he going to teach you? He's going to show you how to rest. He's going to show you how to walk with him. He's going to guide you in in how to really listen and discern from him and and take his good orderly direction. He's going to help you learn unforced rhythms of grace. That's probably my favorite part, right? That's that's the pace that you can operate in the world. You don't have to be rushing and hustling and forcing and 10xing, right? And you don't also have to be like lazy and procrastinating and uninspired. It's not that at all. But There is a rhythm of alignment, okay? I call it God's vibes matter. (laughs) There's a frequency of God that you can flow in where you're not consumed by the things that are happening. You're not even moved by them, right? Because you know your position and your purpose, all right? And God says here too, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. People might do that, but God won't do that. Keep company with him and you'll learn to live lightly and freely. And as you shift how you operate, things around you shift also. Okay, so that liberates you from having to change people and circumstances and force and push and manipulate and run an agenda. You don't have to do that. You don't have to people please, you don't have to operate in unhealthy patterns, in codependency, in roles that don't fit and that are inauthentic. You can actually be who you are and learn to live freely and lightly. And what a blessing that is just for somebody to even witness, be in the presence of, or experience. And you have the power with God to do that. It's supernatural to show up that way in the world that we live in, but that's the point. <laughs> okay. So that is a good one that's coming again from Matthew 11, 20 to 30, and this happens to be the message version, all about the unforced rhythms of grace. Now, the last scripture that I'll give, and I'll tie this all together for you, is coming from Philippians 4.12. You can learn, side note, you can learn so much from, I'll say, the Bible mentor, (laughs) the Apostle Paul. He lays it down, but here is... A really great balancing technique. A way that we can be steady no matter what. We can decide to be steady no matter what. I don't necessarily believe in balance, right? I I don't even aspire for that. But I do believe that we can be aligned. That we can live by unforced rhythms of grace. And we can do what the Apostle Paul says here. It's wisdom in action. It says this, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want." Okay. Another version actually says that he's learned to be content. (laughs) <laughs> whether he's a based or a bounding, okay? So whether he has little, right, or or overflow, he's content, knowing, like the Ecclesiastes points out, that there is a time and a season for everything that happens under the sun, okay? I, I made a post uh, the other day, perhaps inspired by this, but it's definitely building on this, essentially... What, what I said and know by personal experience is what Ecclesiastes says. <laughs> Take Ecclesiastes' words over mine. But it says when, when it's not God's time, we can't force it, right? Like there's nothing that we can do to manipulate or make it happen, okay? But when it is God's time, nothing can stop it. Nothing can stop it. So divine timing is so, so important. And essentially in Proverbs sixteen three, it says, roll your works... On the Lord, meaning commit and trust them wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will. And so shall your plans be established and succeed. Okay. Not by might nor by power, but by the spirit, says the Lord. Right. So these verses, okay. Little roadmap here. Worldly things. When we are obsessed and focused on and pursuing worldly things alone, we can fall prey to chaos, confusion, double-mindedness, double standards, right? We can fall prey to that, right? It's just a simple temptation sometimes, and it can take us down a, a rabbit trail, okay? So it's important to know what God says about worldly things so that we can have the right mindset, attitude, heart position, when we are presented with opportunities to decide how we're going to handle situations that involve worldly things okay and what we pursue what we go after what we invest in it's really important to know that next it's important to also recognize that all is vanity so that we keep a humble heart and a right attitude about things right i know for me personally when i wasn't walking with god it just seemed heavy. Like life in general felt heavy. Like there was something to always be pursuing and going after and achieving. And that was exhausting, right? Like sure, you can stack achievements and do a lot of great things in the world, but you still come up short and you just start over and you do it all over again. And that to me did not feel worth it. Like I needed to have the right way to look at it, the right perspective, and to also know that I was going after God things, not just good things, so that I wouldn't have that outcome of being burned out, right? Or that I wouldn't be building something that God's not in or on because unless the Lord builds the house, it will not stand. Like I don't want a series of experiences that keep showing me that. (laughs) I want to get the lesson, right? So it's not so painful and I can actually enjoy the work that I get to do. Like that's actually a blessing is that God gives us the ability to enjoy the work of our hands, okay? And if we're doing it all in our own strength and understanding, we're the ones that have to carry the weight of that. But if God's on it, he is the one that is responsible for the leadership, the guidance, the provision, the resources, the people, right? We just walk with him and he gives us strength to see it all the way through. It's a very different experience, right? So that's important to recognize so that you can navigate things. In his strength, not your strength, in his faith, not yours, <laughs> right? And that you really can then be supernaturally empowered and fueled from within to show up and, and give out of overflow. All right. Then lastly, we moved into unforced rhythms of grace, and then how to be content. When we are at peace and we are in we are content, that is a power position, okay? I like to say the person with the most peace wins. (laughs) Not that we're out trying to win, but you have the capacity to hear and sense God. You have the capacity to receive wisdom in a situation and release it into a situation. You can actually control your emotions or your thoughts or, or rule your spirit so that you don't show up in a way that's not authentic or make a mess that you don't Want to clean up or you know say something that you can't take back for example so that's really really important alright so when you think about your life and worldly things how you can backtrack and just kind of look at yourself in the world is what are you motivated by what are you going after what is driving you I like to say this as what am I under the influence of what am I partnering with what am I giving airtime to is it representative of me Is it who I am? Is it what I'm about? Is this glorifying God? Am I even asking myself those questions (laughs) on a daily basis, right? Or am I just living sort of carelessly and recklessly in that way? Unconsciously, asleep. Am I sleepwalking through life, right? These are self-check questions, okay? Nobody can answer this but you, (laughs) all right? And this is something that you can decide if you're you're proud of that, if you accept that, if that's how you want to live or not. This is not something that you can look to somebody else to fix for you. Okay, but that's an interesting way that I get to the bottom of what's driving me. Because here's the thing: whatever your your drive is, whatever your motive is, whatever your drive is, you're gonna find a way to get that thing. We go after what we want. We prioritize what we want. But if it's not representative of who you are, what you're about, you're gonna keep experiencing things that reinforce that message, which could get exhausting or really disappointing. Okay, and it can create a mess that you don't want to clean up. Now. Something that's helpful is, and I do a video on this on my YouTube channel. So if you haven't gone over there, it's just Juliana Page on YouTube. You can also go to uh, julianapage.com and access everything from there. But essentially I go through this exercise where there's who you are affects what you do in the world and affects how you do it, okay? And who you are, like who you believe you are, What you believe you should or have to be doing and how you believe you should or have to be doing it may be quite different than who God says you are, what God guides you to do, and how God inspires you to do it. They could be aligned or they could be completely different. But when you get a glimpse or get a revelation, which is deeper, right, or a download from God about who he says you are, What he says you're here on this earth to do and guides you to do for such a time as this and how he inspires you to do it. When you get a revelation of that, that is incredibly liberating because it helps you in your decision making. You can let your yes be yes and your no be no. You can decide to cling to that vision no matter what. So No matter how other people show up and how they operate and what they do, your job is to stay in alignment. And live from that alignment okay whatever that looks like for you whether that's keeping your love on and not being a conditional love giver (laughs) whether that is giving people grace whatever it is right but you get to decide that and then how you do things could be different so for example our old man and our old nature our unrenewed self had a certain way of showing up in the world now our born-again self is a new creation, and you get to learn how to be a new creation, but that's not something you can do without God. It's almost like he's done heart surgery. You have a different heart, so you have a totally different way to operate, okay? You're not going to do that, though, if you're not intentional about living a spirit-led life, okay? So it depends on what you're about, but I want to hold up how you can do that. So you can ask yourself, you know, what, what are three lessons that you would give the world? That makes it clear what you're about. And you can expose that. You can also decide who does God say I am? What is God guiding me to do? And how is God inspiring me to do it? You can compare that to what you're currently doing. All right. And then you can also pay attention to this flow. So typically, we have thoughts in our mind that create energy and motion, our emotions, and then we behave some kind of way because of that. So there's a flow. How I think affects how I feel, affects how I behave. All right, so if I'm thinking fear-based thoughts, I'm probably feeling freaked out, and I probably behave like a freaked out human, okay? But if I know that I can think faith-based thoughts, and God has given me power, right, to rule and reign in life, then I don't have to believe lies. I don't have to partner with fear. I can take every thought captive that's exalted itself above the truth, right? Activate the joy of the Lord that is my strength. Activate my righteousness, maybe self-talking myself, right? God accepts me. There's nothing that I can do that can change God's love for me. God says I'm accepted, approved, chosen, royal, right? I I literally can decide not to partner, right, with anything less than that. So I can decide how I'm going to think, what I'm going to give my emotions to, what I'm going to activate, right? You can still feel what you feel, but you also get to decide how long you stay there. Right. So you can use any resistance or any contrast to help you remind you to get back into alignment. Right. And then that also affects how you behave. So I can learn to guard my tongue. I can learn to meditate on whatsoever is pure, lovely, noble, praiseworthy. So I can discern quickly what's not. I can really develop my relationship with God so I can start recognizing what his spirit feels like. Right? So I can test the spirits and discern what they're of. Is that under the influence of God or no? Right? Is that under the influence of faith or is that under the influence of fear? Do I want to partner with that? Do I want to give airtime to that? Do I want to engage with that? You get to decide. (laughs) Where we get it twisted is we try to think about other people. Well, this person is telling me to do this or this person thinks I should do this. Well, if I don't do this, then I'm going to have this reaction. None of that is alignment. The key is to drop all that first, get before God, get clear with what is God guiding you to do? What is God saying you to do? What does his word say about that situation? And use that to inform how you show up in the world. So what I'm holding up today is when we are consumed by worldly things, that's how we live our life. We look just like the world. We might have beliefs that we don't actually agree with if we dug deep. We might be living in emotions and in a space that's not healthy and is actually destructive to our bodies eventually, right? We might be associating and hanging out with people that don't don't necessarily value what we do or appreciate what we do. And they could be in our inner circle. It's not to, you know, become an island by any means, right? But there's there's some people that can speak into your life and some people that you don't need to speak into your life. And you need to be able to discern the difference and order to steward your influence well. So all of these things it's it's a inner wake up, <laughs> right? What do I want to be under the influence of? Am I going to rule my spirit, right? When we're not able to rule our spirit, the word says it's like a city without walls. It's a mess. It's a disaster. And we create from that space when we can actually create from a space of clarity, of confidence, of righteousness, of peace, of joy, of the kingdom, right? The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. All right. But we can't operate from that if we're not under the influence of it. Okay. And we get to decide what we're going to live under the influence of. So we can live for worldly things if that's truly what you're about. But then there doesn't need to be any chaos or confusion about it. Just own. That's that's what you stand for and that that's what you're about, right? Or you, you can apply wisdom. <laughs> you can grow in understanding. You can learn to walk according to the Spirit. The choice is yours. You do have free will. God will guide you, but ultimately you get to decide. So what I want to hold up today is that we do have divine guidance. God is guiding and providing for us all the time. But that's something that we get to pay attention to and we get to create space for. Okay? And we can't control other people. We can't control other circumstances. But what we do have the power to do is control how we show up no matter what. But that is something that you have to prepare for. Something you have to be intentional about. Something that you're conscious of so that in the moments, right, where you're being tested, you know how to show up in them. Right? This spiritual training, the spiritual development, this growing and maturing in Christ is a daily commitment. <laughs> this isn't just something that like you go lift weights one day and then you expect to keep results the whole year. It's not how it works. right? We can't just go and listen to a Sunday message and expect that the work that the pastor or the preacher did is going to be enough to sustain us that week. We need to have our own quality time with God. We need to be able to relate with and fellowship with and, and really understand God. And we can't do that outside of relationship, outside of reading his word and what's important to God. Okay, so I, hopefully that is helpful for you. But I do want to hold up that alignment brings clarity. Aligning with God brings clarity, which brings confidence, which brings congruence. And you can live in the world through an unforced rhythm of grace, which is so different <laughs> than hustling and forcing and pushing and manipulating. It's so much more powerful too and you can sleep really well at night. Your mind isn't always going. You can actually have that peace that surpasses all understanding. So. I hope this message blessed you and gave you some things to think about. If you want to connect, invest in some coaching, go through a self-mastery course, check out some books. You can do all of those things over at JulianaPage.com. Like I said, you can also connect with me over on YouTube or social media as well. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.